0: Hello and welcome to the 24th week of Walled Garden Weekly. I am your host, Arash and I am joined here by Kevin Pazarande. Hello. And we are fresh back from the GDC 2013 in San Francisco, California, the Moscone Center. You should know because if you listen to this show, you should have definitely come to the conference. If you didn't, because it was too far away, because it was too expensive, because you were too lazy i or because it's not a very good conference or because it's not a very good conference no, no it is. i great. do actually really like gdc very much so i don't
1: i don't know if i agree with kevin i just got unlucky with some <laughs> session choices i am basically taking a needle i found i'm picking a couple needles i found in a haystack and i'm assuming that i was instead you know looking
0: through a pile of needles i, I where did you go with the needle thing then you started putting the needles into your arms i don't know
1: i just got unlucky with some talks that's all
0: yeah i i don't really go to talks that often
1: Oh, as a conference. Yeah, it's awesome. Everyone's there and you have a great time. That's the idea. I'm talking about, you know, not just nine the to actual five. sessions yeah. of sitting just, down and listening you know, to people. It was yeah. hard to, but they they yeah. I saw some good the uh,
0: state of free to play by Steve Moretsky. He does that every year with uh, other people. And um yeah, it's just like here are all the tips and tricks from Facebook games and other free to play games, iOS games, stuff like that. And at the end of it, he's always like, "We have no idea what we're doing. We just got lucky." Interesting.
1: <laughs> I really I really I really enjoyed the talk that I didn't plan to go do but it was because it was before ours by Nathan Nathan Vella yeah. the like basically like the cappy game? everything you've heard yeah. <laughs> everything you heard is wrong you know there's he didn't he's not saying that but th- that there's opportunity in paid games anyway right. i just thought it was um beyond the actual uh content the his presentation style you know his font remember how his yeah. font was so good he did anyway i just really enjoyed it he was super sharp i had never heard of him um i had seen him on twitter a couple times but yeah. really. I thought that was a one of the that best was well presentations that was well overall.
0: Done. Yep. We saw uh, what else did I see? I saw a presentation from Ian from Nimblebit. Yes, um, that was place who, was, who that also was had packed. really good, really yeah. He packed the entire, and that was the biggest hall of the conference. With coffins. like eleven hundred seats, packed it. It's it's a lesson. Keep
1: it simple. Keep it your talk simple. Very
0: simple. Simple slides. Just a photo. A little bit of text. Really nicely done. Um, who else did we see that was cool? We we met James Vaughn finally. Finally met James Vaughn. Oh, James Play. Vaughn is the creator of Plague, uh, Inc., a game that has shown enormous staying power, and he is a very cool British dude with a damn cool accent, and uh, we enjoyed very much Cool socks, too, to man. Cool socks? Did you check out his socks? I didn't check out I his socks. I was focused on his socks. What was going on socks? They with were just the like, I couldn't,
1: it was like a, a crazy pattern. It looked like maybe like a board game or something, or wow. like Candyland. I don't even know what it was. It was on his socks. I was mesmerized. Kevin... I was like, I need cool socks like that. That's how I stand out, as slightly eccentric, but... <laughs> I also mean
0: business. Kevin has a sock fetish. <laughs> and uh, moving on, we are drinking today Lagunitas Maximus IPA Maximus Ale. This tastes like a double <laughs> IPA, we both agreed. And we had a little bit of a disagreement whether double IPA means double hops or double alcohol. I think it means double hops. Kevin does too, but we're not really sure why most of these hoppy drinks have extra alcohol.
1: Yeah, so they must. it must just be a balance thing maybe so that in the end to get like a decent... Brew good flavor, yep. I got to read up on Add that. Add more
0: hops. Yeah, We, if there are any brewmasters out there uh, or brew enthusiasts, please let us know what that yeah, means. Yeah, there's so much written on this bottle, it's
1: terrific. It is it, packed it's in It's written around the edge. It says, if some is good, more is better. Instant gratification is not fast enough. 42 IBU, why not 72? The end is near. Don't sip. A trillion what dollars? Imelda's Shoes, Dow at 7,392. Just buy a Senate seat. <laughs> Tats, nipple piercing, cutters, burners, and hummers. A cold Maximus just makes perfect sense. Cheers. That was, I did not make any of that up. That's just a, just anyway.
0: one line off the beer. So it is 8.2% alcohol by volume and 59 international bitterness units. But I did not have lunch and I'm drinking this and it's definitely hitting me. So this will be a great show. Uh, Cheers. What else do we have? Cheers, yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Uh. let's Let's jump right into it. So this week we are talking about Nimble Quest, the latest and greatest from the Nimble Brothers, Ian and David Marsh. Uh, please excuse me if you've added more people to your team, because that's like Tim, really the only we two Tim. people. I mean, oh, yeah, of course, Tim. Yeah, See, I've already forgotten there the for other people on the team. Yeah, yeah. see, Tim, poor Tim. Anyway, uh, Nimble Quest came out uh, just recently, um, but it's been out kind of in the hands of people playing it for quite some time. They did a pretty, pretty large open beta. Mm-hmm. Um, About thanks, a month. Yeah, exactly. And thanks to using Unity um and the two D stuff. What is it called? God damn it. I Futile. Futile, thank you. By Matt Ricks. Yes, that's right. Um they uh they just they had a really easy time putting this on um on the web. In a uh what is it? It's like a Unity plugin. Yeah, it's a Unity deal. player, it's like yeah. yeah. Um, so a lot of people playing it, a lot of Touch Arcade kids, everybody kind of had they it. Did, had yeah, their they hands did something for, very
1: unique, which was they did this preview weekend where you could actually play it for free on yeah, Touch Arcade for exactly. a weekend.
0: And that makes total sense because the game is free, so why not let people play it early? It's not like you're giving away you a know, paid version early or something.
1: I kind of wonder now in retrospect, I wonder if that was a good idea. In other words, they've got this huge cross promo. What do you mean? Yeah. And they've got, they ended up getting the editor's, choice yep. i had not thought about this until right now um that there might have been people that played it and decided just like you would expect there's a little bit of burn there's people like yeah this isn't for me okay however they didn't download it to their phones and right. those numbers are important uh, to boost like that could be like a touch arcade for a weekend that could be like 100,000 people.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to see what That percent. are like always mm-hmm.
1: on releases. So people big, who actually download.
0: Right. You think it took the wind out of their sales. And on 100,000
1: downloads could, I mean, it, long term, it's not going to make a difference. Right. Um, but just sort of an interesting thought um, that it's kind of a move for exposure mm-hmm. when that's not what they need. Yeah. Just thought about that right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So, so uh, want to talk about the game? Yeah, let me give a quick rundown. So, so NimbleQuest is, uh, it is, it is in homage, kind of in a distant way, to Snake, a game we all played on our. Well, we played it on everything. I played it on my old like Nokia blue like candy bar phone that I used calculator. to... Cal- yeah, of calculator. Yeah, played on Ti eighty nine, Ti eighty three, they all ran Snake. Snake was the the game to play when you didn't have a real gaming machine. Um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a simple game. You just point in a direction, you go, and you don't hit the walls, and you don't hit yourself. And you pick up little things that make you longer. That sounds like a title for an interesting kind of game. It's very hard to talk about Snake without... Yeah, you really just have to... It's a lot of tripwires. There are, it's a minefield. Um, anyway, so they've taken this, and they've turned it into, instead of being a snake, it is a uh, sort of long line of, line of... Conga line of... of characters and and this this really brings me back to things like i mean the art style reminds me of super nintendo zelda uh any of the final fantasy 2d games and really a lot of those games had this thing happen like if you had four people in your party like you'd move the main character around and the other people would follow you around it wasn't really like uh, they would stack right there yeah when, when you stopped then they'd all stack on mm-hmm. top and it was a little like character orgy um and uh, yeah they've done this but now in this case you are actually moving it as a snake and you need to. Uh, kill enemies by walking past them or getting in range of your weapons so each character has a different type of uh, attack so you have uh, characters that have swords that swing you have characters that are mages and they shoot fireballs you have characters that throw bombs you have uh, archer lances. characters there's some lances it's really diverse there's a pretty good range of weapons that these guys use and, they, and they're interesting because they attack in different ways so if there's an arrow like you've got to really line up with the guy for the character to be able to shoot straight ahead um, or same okay. with the musket guy, right. but some then, like,
1: detonate on distance, some detonate on contact. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: So um, it's a it's it's pretty interesting. So and the other thing is interesting is you choose the character you want to start your conga line with, and then um, you pick up characters at random throughout gameplay. So if you kill a monster, there might be a new hero. you, you walk over him, he gets attached to the back. And this brings about like certain kind of bits of strategy too. Like some characters are a lot harder to play with them at the tail of the line. Mm-hmm. Some like are Uther.
1: Like how do I line up a like it, lance exactly. joust? Like yeah. whoosh, Like you know, it's almost like whipping, cracking a whip. <clears throat> yep.
0: Anyway, so um, that's always how I
1: feel like when that exploding guy is at the back. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, it's
0: like the whip crack. Yeah, that's awesome when that when you. Get, anyway. Yeah. But. So um, what's there else to say? So as you play, you you upgrade the characters. Yeah. I mean, um, it's, this is sort get, of interesting to the
1: core loop. As when I, they did a really good job with it, actually, in the end. But during the beta, I feel like it wasn't totally obvious what you should do. And I think that the first thing that you want to do is to figure out you want to do is to grow your line. right? Or that's at least what they want you to figure out. Probably a lot of people are like, oh, I should upgrade my power-ups. Yep. But it's kind of those two things. At a sort of higher level, you're sort of upgrading your power-ups so you can go farther, so you can upgrade your line. And you upgrade your line, that means you have sort of more total power and once you sort of once that starts to plateau you stop unlocking new characters left and right then you start to think about um upgrading your characters though that i think it's not super pushed on you i don't know what your experience was but for me i was like stars people aren't
0: the upgrades are almost hidden. Like you have to hit that tiny button next to the stars, and it's like, oh, what's that? I'll check it out. But right. it, there's no like prompt, like you should upgrade your character right now.
1: Well, you, the thing is, is they upgrade right there. It's like this is the sort of uh, you know the sprinkle of RPG mechanic. Um, they sort of have experience, um, right? And yeah. they so you will get stars if you play with a given character right. long get enough. Point. Yeah, that's true. But, but, but you can is, spend gems to do it faster. Right. Though it's sort of important that you mention this because I think that it takes a really long time. Yeah. Uh, so, the bo- you know, it doesn't happen by accident. So you don't have this serendipitous, like, oh, my character got, you know, he leveled. Right. You know, in RPGs, you kind of have this, like, euphoric, like, dopamine hit, like, ooh. Exactly. Choo- and it happens pretty two. often,
0: and it's kind of unexpected as a it's surprise. Especially at the beginning. Right. A lot of it's happening. And it's cool because um, you're assigning skills here and there. Yeah. No, you're right. And the other thing that's interesting is that you have you have multiple so pretty quickly you unlock about five characters. I think all mm-hmm. the way up to bones. Those those guys come really fast. Yeah. And um, maybe even on first play. Yeah, you could even get them on first as long as you get to like courtyard or something, a third yeah. third level, I think it is. Um, but what's interesting is that now you have these five five characters. But but you have to pick like, well, which one am I gonna play mostly with? Because if you keep spreading your, your time around you're them, you're never anyone. ever gonna level anyone. And um I found that to be kind of like I, I was having a hard Choice time paralysis. choosing who I want to like play because some of them are also really similar, like uh, uh, Bones and the, the other sword guy. The first guy what's his name.
1: Uther. Is it, no, no, uh, that I keep saying Uther. Whatever his name is. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and and then, or the like, fireball and arrows. Right. You know, it's it's different not really range of clear like range. who's
0: better and who do I want to play as my main hero. And there's here
1: it's it's sort of an interesting thing because in Nibble Quest game, sorry, NimbleBit games, you. Could almost make a decision purely on what you liked, yeah. Like what, like, or just more. But here you actually have to make a. It's like kind of like okay, well, I like how this person looks, but you have to make this decision based on. It's such a hardcore element that I, you know, at this point, probably most nimble nimble quest fans were like, I have to choose how to win, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, that's kind of interesting. But you're right. Like for me, it wasn't a hard choice because I had played on the beta, but. Right, I had to, I didn't <clears throat> register that. That's totally true.
0: Yeah, so uh, so you pick a character and you you can level them, and each time you level, like Kevin was mentioning, the stars. There's like a one star, which is the first first upgrade, and it's like you know, depending on the character, it's a different thing. So mm-hmm. it might be like twenty five percent attack speed increase or twenty five percent bomb radius increase, anything, right. just Any, like armor. It whatever depends it on what the the character is mm-hmm. kind of all about. Um, and then you can upgrade those things. The other thing you can do to spend—and um, so I forgot to mention—so as you play the game, you pick up these little diamond thingies uh, called gems, and um, you can use them to buy different things. So one of them is to, to fast track your upgrades. So mm-hmm. you can—if you've got like your character halfway, you know, exp, the ex- exp is halfway to the next level. You can spend um, some amount of gems to, to sort of right, It's prorated. Fast track through, mm-hmm. and it is prorated. So if you have like almost just a little bit left, then it's going to be cheaper. Um, the other thing you can do is at every level you can um, every I guess round you play you mm. can choose buffs.
1: Those are k- tokens.
0: I'm sorry. Yes, you do those with tokens. No, they good used point.
1: to be. They were gems at one point during. You're right. The, you're um, right during the beta.
0: I've ah, got that backward then. Um, so so that yeah. introduces the second currency, which is tokens. Uh, tokens you can also pick up, uh, similar oh, just to. Just quickly
1: before we go, the also don't, the power-ups are upgraded with gems though. So the two things are. Gem power-ups. It's sort of like upgrade your power-ups, upgrade your players. Right. That's just how I remember right, it. Right, right, right. Oh, and yes, and that's
0: right. Power-ups. And let's be clear on what that is. So as you're killing killing enemies, um, sometimes they drop things. So sometimes they'll drop a magnet, which is makes your uh, makes it so the gems basically fly toward you. Exactly. Uh, they drop treasure chests, which cause gems to appear all over the screen. They uh, What are the other ones? There's a shield. Shield. And then there's ice. Ice. Where uh-huh. everybody's frozen. Does shield prevent you from getting damaged? Uh, yes. How does so, it work, shield, exactly? if you
1: hit some, it, it, it prevents you from getting damaged and you can hit somebody with your front of your train.
0: Oh, so you can just run through people. Yeah,
1: I know. Most people don't know that because uh, they're too afraid to try that out. Yeah. Basically, David told me that. Okay. Um,. Which I would never have found out because right. you know I'm so, too afraid to like shield out. How does the shield work? Okay. Um, so you are
0: invulnerable for the period of the shield.
1: Right. And so these are really diverse power ups. Yeah, you're basically invulnerable. Okay. Uh these are really diverse power ups. But it's interesting, the shield does not message message quite right. Everything else is super obvious. Yeah. Super great. You know, you know when to use it. It's really great. Oh, there's also the health potion to heal. Yeah, the right. only right. way to heal your train is either to beat the level or to get the health. As you
0: pick up gems, you get a little bit of health too.
1: Only for your lead guy though.
0: Oh, good point, yeah.
1: Um so it's funny Just talking about this, it's like hardcore, yeah, right. (laughs) And so, like, as Arash was kind of joking about, that there's some like old lady out there that's like, What is this, Nimble Quest? I (laughs) love
0: playing tiny tower. Pocket planes was a little bit hard, but oh my gosh, NimbleQuest! Yeah. Oh, I can't stop. What's going on with my fingers? <laughs> so yeah, no, NimbleQuest is just way harder than any other Nimble. Nim- well, you know, I didn't really play NimbleQuest early stuff, yeah. like the, the Skyburgers and the the text. No, Text Twist is a manji. Text Twist is not even it anyone. Matter. Text Twist is like Yahoo games. It's all a big blur <laughs> of like early indie of stuff. early games that weren't you know. Anything, aren't. and then and then there was like the nimble powerhouse of Pocket Frogs and everything after that. So, uh, but in any case, yeah, since those games, it's gotten like this is the first time games have been really hard uh, coming out of Nimblebit Studio. So, um, I feel like there's a, and we should talk about this more at the end. But there's, I feel like there's a disconnect between the two audiences, mm-hmm. um, which is something to consider as any developer is like, well, as, as I build you know my franchise of games or my, my various franchises of games. Um, am I going to have them appeal to the same group of people and I'm going to pick them up and carry them with every release? Or am I going to, at some point, you know, try to bring right. in a brand new group of people? And try I think and it's creative.
1: simultaneously, right? It's, well. it's a
0: balance between, like, who you are as a creative game developer and who you are as a business person. Because right. from the creative side, like, I would say, like, I want to make a flight simulator and I want to make, like, a, you know, digging game and then I want to make, like, a, I don't know, a, a track your fuel app. Right. I, I'm I don't not know.
1: even sure how much it matters to a certain extent, you know. Right. Um, but anyway, so... So here we have we have these sort of mechanics. Um, oh, tokens! You were saying so. Tokens are right. the like they're the bucks. The the bucks. Um, and they they basically allow you to upgrade these buffs, which are just basically they last for the whole game. Yep. You can buy them at any round. It's kind of interesting. So I actually kind of like that because I can wait until the later rounds when I'm like, okay, this is a good game. I've got a good train going. Uh, you can use a token to like increase your attack, increase your defense. Uh, give yourself a shield at the beginning, yeah. make yourself faster, yep. or you can add per t- one token, you can add, you can grow your snake in between each round. Um, and then tokens can also be used for retries. Interesting thing about retries here, these are not, these are so far from pay to win um, because you restart the round. Yeah. You do, it's not a pay to continue. No. You know, this is like a. You Very, know, you made yeah. a stupid mistake and Very you want to try again. They did that. Yeah. And this is really interesting. And it, it really, you know, it's, from a, from a hardcore player perspective, this is, like, great um, in terms of, like, fairness, yeah. per se. But, yeah. um,
0: in but terms I've, of I've also the, had it, like, in terms of just, like, raw, like, oh, crap factor. Like, I've had it where I'll spend the token and then I'll just, like, lose it immediately. <laughs> that's why you
1: got to pay for the shield at the beginning. I guess so. The, Like insurance, it's sort of like it really is like <laughs> That's a good when you point. buy the like when you start a level, it's like, Would you like the extended warranty on this right. level?
0: Well, and also, the pedantic question is if you do you do you give up the gems you've earned if you continue? Like, do your gems go down to back to where no, they were when you? Don't. So, That's so, the
1: one thing, it's kind of yeah, like a, gems are so linear, which right. right, is something we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: um, and you should also mention that you can pick up tokens, um, as you yes, play, so.
1: tokens are very generously, perhaps too generously. It's It's actually, I wouldn't say it feels like. The other Nimblebit games. Yep. Um, but so let's use this to transition. Well, let's see. We, we had an order thought. There's a, there's
0: a bunch of other things we want to talk. about. So we mentioned a little bit about like how this is different from Nimblebit's other games. where yeah. it's, it's very much an arcade game, whereas I would say most of the other games have been kind of time management. Right.
1: They play a little, wait a lot. Yeah. Um. Or you know, at the you know it extends.
0: And a lot of them have a core game. Like there's like with the Tiny Tower, you know, it was moving the elevator, and and in Pocket Planes, it was the like click on stuff as it flies by. Some, yeah.
1: yeah. The very. But otherwise, it's very much like set it up set it and forget it more or less for it, a very the game plays
0: itself and you're kind of there to like maintain some kind of persistent thing right um, in this you don't really have that more than just like the persistent state of your character's upgrades
1: yeah and and my view of this has always been that i have always thought even though it might not seem the case with zombie highway that that the way to engage a mobile audience is with time management games mm mm-hmm. mhm Um, In fact, the game that I designed that Arash and I, well, actually, a a sort of spin off of it that Arash and I talked about like in 2000, GDC like 2010. um, I'm not going to talk about it because I still don't give it away. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. it I'll tell you what the original (laughs) idea was, which actually might also be the idea, which is basically a trucking, uh, like basically a Sim FedEx, FedEx Pocket or whatever. This was in 2009. I designed this because I was like, this is what you need. You need to like, basically play it offline of course my design was way it would never have succeeded it was super hardcore you know it was like real-time economies you know it pretty much run on a server wow style i mean beyond i mean i've learned a lot since then but i knew then i was like this is and i just was like i don't have the resources to make to make this but um this is how you engage an audience this is how you make and then now this is how you make money i think if you want to make like clash of clans right you know all you look at the top 100 grossing Mm -hmm. so many of those games are not either they're like you know slot machines but everything else has sort of a real-time component yep um not not that many but it's it's a it's a staggering amount and so this was a really this was what i think in a business perspective was the huge departure here we talk about hardcore gameplay all these things um in the end i think the big departure was is if someone stops playing this game the only reason that they come back is not a notification, or because something is finished, or you know they're done waiting, but because they want to come back, yeah. and that is, I think, much harder.
0: There's yeah, there's not an a, a re-engagement coming right. from from the game
1: itself, uh, and they don't even try to um, do the sort of annoying stuff. Nope. Um, and to a degree, I, I, I think that they should have added some kind of like. I mean, they have a lot of opportunity. Like, you could train your characters, and if you train your characters, it takes a certain amount of time, and it takes an increasing amount of time. So maybe lower the gem cost of up, of starring your characters, but increase the time
0: cost. Um, and now you have an excuse for local notification. You can do all kinds of things, and you can take that character and like send him to the gym, and then you can't use him while he's in the gym. Exactly. And then he's like, "Oh, right. like Uther is out of the gym. Use him
1: now. He's amazing." Right. Um. And so really, yeah. like, sort of incentivizing people to like set a timer for themselves, totally. essentially to come back to play the game. Um. And I think we're sort of seeing that here because NimbleQuest was, in every sort of sane measure, a success. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, Editor's Choice feature went top ten, like four and a half star rating. And the only reason it didn't have four and a half star rating is because there's like an increasingly number of people who seem to band together to rate anything with IAP Mm -hmm. low. Um, So top ratings. Uh, you know, multi-platform, essentially, launch. I mean, this is, like, a really, really solid launch. But based on sort of what I think the expectations of the brothers were, I don't think they quite viewed this as the, like, you know, Pocket Planes went to number nine grossing or something right. when it launched. And that wasn't even, like, as successful as Tiny Tower. Um, and this barely, I don't think it entered the top 50 grossing.
0: I, I don't know that it did. I don't have the data, but it didn't get as high as any of the other
1: So things, Yeah, not but. even close. Um, so obviously the charts are a little bit different. You know, here we are nine months later. Yep. Uh, but they're not, like, an order different. Um, and I think that it's, this is a really good case study for people to look at when you're, like, decide- to understand that, like, it's not just, like, freemium or paid, you know, or what do you price it or but, and what mechanics do you use, but also just what is your game. Um, I don't know if it's a perfect example, but I think it's worth to not noting. Now, also note that if you made this game and this was your first game and it was this successful, you'd probably be pretty damn happy. Yeah, this
0: could set up a studio, even even right. as well as it did. It's just fine. Right. Um, so I want to talk a little about the actual monetization but, choices. But electric cars are really expensive, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> to, to, to buy luckily, or to operate. Not, to, luckily, because luckily they're it's not expensive to cost. Yeah, yeah. So he's good. So
1: he's good. He's safe.
0: Um, uh, there, there've just been entirely too many jokes about. It. I think, he I think, I really it. think, like of all the things, like Ian's Tesla has gotten him the most Shit for the it. most notoriety. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. It was in like multiple presentations at GDC. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talk about it all the time on our show. Because
1: Eli, Eli joked about it like as sort of like a uh, like an indie marketing strategy, like a hail mary, like do this, do that, like buy a ridiculous electric car. It was, car. it was in there. And I was yeah. like, you know what? It is a good strategy because you're the like dev who has a Tesla. Well, I mean,
0: I think I think that yeah, it has been a marketing strategy for for Ian because uh, everybody knows like he's the guy that bought a Tesla. No Tesla, a Tesla Roadster, Tesla. and then again a Model. Like I mean, I just awesome, right? Yeah, I just. It's one of those aspirational stories, and this is another thing that like I I I, uh, I think about a lot is that like as as you know when someone is successful like if they buy something cool should they hide it from the world or should they should they be kind of open about it like because in some ways like it, and it applies differently to different people because some people are like that's awesome he got a Tesla that's so inspirational for me um, I'm gonna do my best to but it's to get electric a Tesla, I too. think
1: that it like it's it, easy that's a, that's I think that it's it's like a hundred and something thousand dollars it's not like insane it's I not mean, a very houses anything, no. in california like a shitty house in california is a million dollars you know what i mean so it's like it's literally a shitty house. so it's like oh you bought a house in california There's it's like shit inside the house yeah yeah <laughs> it is a house for storing shit uh and you know, it, so it's like obviously that's not really comparable, of course. But it's but, different.
0: You buy a house, you have a thirty-year mortgage, whatever. But it's like, or this do is you? Like you go and well, maybe I don't know.
1: You know, that's the thing. Or and does, or maybe maybe Ian has like a maybe Ian has like a thirty-year like, kind of like high interest rate kind of weird high interest
0: rate. He didn't make as much money <laughs> oh, as we man. all thought. Did. I just love the idea of having a a thirty-year loan on a car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone would grant you this one. So anyway, uh, what I wanted to talk about was um, so this this again. We talked about uh, Real Racing Three last last time, well before GDC, and and we noticed that they're doing uh, sort of these like take an action and get free coins. So in in their case, it was things like apply for credit cards and get a Netflix trial and crazy I, stuff. All this stuff that's going to like first month is free and the second month is twenty nine ninety five, and you're going to forget to cancel and we're going to make money off you this way. Uh, all the offer pal um, stuff. So uh nimblebit has a similar similar thing but it's like watch a video and make some money and i do remember that um uh, temple run did something mm-hmm. similar at some point um and, and a bunch of other devs have done this so so it gives you a chance to monetize people without credit cards people that they don't their parents don't let them use their you know they don't let them buy anything um and you're trading basically time for money that said um i don't think that makes a huge chunk of their of their no. Their, their, but it's their, but it, but, but this
1: is it's just not it doesn't show up on the charts but it is yet another example of
0: um revenue that's sort of off the books it is yeah and a lot of it, and, and the same thing for real racing like how much of it really comes off the books it could be 50% of the revenue is coming through this stuff i don't think it is cuz it's so hidden but it could be like if you if you really they're, engineered they're the game to promote it. this stuff like and you were making just like boatloads of money off vungle and uh, all, all the other you know something would be services. in the news. yeah I, I i suspect that
1: like either the, the well, there's also no reason the for
0: games. them. That's exactly it. Is it the ad network? Like, every you would have gotten an email this morning that like Bungle has helped Nibblebit, you know, or like Bungle raised like 80 million
1: dollars on a six billion dollar valuation because <laughs> secretly they're actually the main gold mine behind the App Store. Exactly, you know what I mean? We like haven't heard those. somebody has to brag by now,
0: those rumbles haven't occurred. So, right. um, in any case, why do you why don't you think, uh, even despite the stuff that we can't really measure, why do you think, uh, NimbleQuest didn't make it up the top grossing charts. Do you think it was because of what you mentioned earlier, which is that they're pretty generous with tokens and with the uh, the gems? Or is it just that people aren't um, passionate in the same way with two this things. game as they are as, with Tiny Tower?
1: Passionate is not true. I think that, if anything, I bet that this game evokes more passion um, than some of those other games. Maybe not as much like loyalty, but more passion. Um, I think it's two things. I think, one, it's the format, that you yeah. do not have a re-engagement mechanic okay. um, that is like, you know... You could say, "Well, how does Temple run so well?" It's like, but this, like, these are these are the exception, not the rule, um, and uh, the game's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is exceptionally hard. Yeah, uh, it's
0: hard for an action game on an iPhone. Right. Itself. Yeah, uh,
1: and it's also. It also has difficulty walls slash hurdles. Yeah. Where like you get to a character and you're like, I just can't unlock this character. I can't get
0: past the, the courtyard. It took me a really long time to get past courtyard.
1: And you know, I played it I played it, I remember the first time I played it, I like couldn't like it took me like half an hour to get like past the first level. And now I'm like, <clears throat> how did I suck so much? But it, it is this game that has this interesting learning curve, but then you learn it. You you get you get better at the core mechanic, and then for me the problem is is that like for now like without using any buffs right around I have and I have a full 15 okay. I have all characters unlocked yeah. unlocked um right around the depths which is the last level before it cycles back um I like cannot beat it without buffs okay um or a, or a full party and I have watched Dave's videos on Everplay which we can talk about um you know I've tried to like because basically, while there's some interesting strategies and patterns for walking to help, like, maximize damage, it's if if a person runs into your train, like, if an enemy runs into your party, that person dies. Yeah. And so there's this weird, there's this sort of natural diminishing return on a big party that, like, the bigger party, bigger your party, the more likely it is for you to be taking damage, and the more likely it is for you to be have a shrinking party. Yeah. So there's sort of this, like, you know, bell curve of, like, most powerful longevity for a party, kind of, sort of. I mean, still, in the end, having the longest party is the best. Um, but it it leads me to just feel like there's no way I can improve right. without grinding uh, and then upgrading my characters. Yep. And then the problem that I encounter there is that the, the second star is relatively expensive. For me, it takes about uh, uh, two to five plays to get 10,000 gems and I have the coin doubler or the the uh, 10 gem you mm-hmm. can buy the you know yeah. they have an interesting like even their coin doubler is hardcore cuz it's like right it increases the chances for red gems which actually does better the longer you play but mostly it's it feels like a coin doubler well it
0: doesn't even increase them like i don't think they exist unless you get the coin doubler exactly it doesn't right. exist
1: um so but it like i guess and it on the average it probably just doubles the coins mm-hmm. anyway um and so 3 to 5 plays that probably take 10, 20 minutes each. I mean, they're pretty long, which is another issue. And then I can upgrade a character to two stars. uh, And then upgrading a character to three stars takes 100,000 gems. So that means it would take me 20 to 30 plays. 20 to 50 plays per character. Yeah. And some characters Um, are just not that good. And and eventually that might be worth it, but this is sort of the other problem, is that, right, some characters aren't that good. Um, But... uh, the uh uh sorry, the uh result the sort of immediacy of seeing, okay, I upgrade this character um what is the benefit of that like yeah. do I survive to the next level? you're not gonna see it, you need it in aggregate, so you need the combination because there's some luck element to it in terms of you know basically the length of your train is in some ways corresponds to just the drop rate of heroes, yeah, yeah. um. And the heroes that are dropped have to be your two plus star heroes. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the result of your upgrade. The most expensive upgrade exactly. is, is up, left up Very to chance. Very hard to
0: see. Yeah. No, and this is a great comparison to Earn to Die, where you're doing the same right. thing, right? There are multiple rounds. You play around, you upgrade, you play around, you upgrade, play around, you upgrade. Very similar to Nimble Quest, although I'd say you probably upgrade more often in that game. Oh, my game. God.
1: Yeah. You like upgrade maybe two things a game.
0: But the key is that in that game, immediate, immediate. It's like sugar
1: and it's and it's literally engineered,
0: you know, like you just
1: if you're not good, you run out of gas
0: and you see it. It's like there's so many levels. You see it visually. You see it. You see it in the performance. You always go. You always like it's like, wow, those new tires are amazing.
1: And the game is bound. There's Mm -hmm. not like this infinite mode, really. Yeah. Uh, And it's it's hanging out on the charts up there. And I think this is a, a, a yeah, I think that this is the issue when you have these kind of games. Arcade style, play it again kind of style you just need, you know, and at the beginning you totally get it. You upgrade the power-ups that happens pretty frequently and you kind of feel it. You're getting better, the power-ups are getting better. Yeah. Um but at the late game uh for me, I guarantee there's things like I'm sure if Dave sat down with me He's like, oh, you gotta like do this pattern and like yeah. bunch up this way. I'm like, oh wow, I didn't notice that. And but like, that's
0: that doesn't matter, right? Exactly. You can't sit down with every player and be like, here's and, how to play the game correctly.
1: And so and so this the curve that I see is a difficulty curve is kind of like steep and then like good and then steep again. Um, and, and i think it's,
0: that, do you think everybody kind of either doesn't play or sorry gives up before that sweet spot or they yep. play the sweet spot through and then they give up exactly that. they there's don't sort of finish these, this thing
1: right it's not like i think that if they made it past the first hurdle of like oh wow this is actually an action game that they would then continue forever yeah. um and also the like the time it takes to like it's interesting we're talking about it like it's the only way to upgrade characters is to mm-hmm. buy it with gems but really i mean that is the only way to do it Because the kills requirement, I was hard. I basically tried, I played on a two star character. I played and got one kill and then killed myself. And the price went down two gems out of 100,000. So I was like, does that mean you have to kill 50,000 people? It's a bit daunting. Like, it's like Holocaust level (laughs) murder that they want you to take out on these. I mean, not to equate. You've committed
0: genocide, and the, now one of your characters is level three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Each of your characters has to be classified
1: as genocidal. Yes. Like, bad guy. Uh, you know, the, there's a big difference, though, between, you know, the wonderful race of the Jewish people is. <laughs> and bit monsters <laughs> in Nimblebust. But, you know, I'm just going to say it's it's it requires a uh, intense level of killing for <laughs> you, each character.
0: Well, and it's not just killing. It's really grindy killing. Right. Right. Like I feel like the the enemies that you're facing are limited in scope. Like even as you get better, like they don't I don't and they're just more if of them. I'm wrong, but enemies don't really show up that are like Whoa! I haven't seen that before. No, it's
1: just more of them. It's an interesting point. Yeah.
0: Um, so, so that's kind of what I'm missing here. Is that I'm missing this? This. So I want, I want visual progression. I want the weapons to look different. Like when I, when my sword guy gets to level two, I want a sword to have a little bit of like a flame behind it or is,
1: something. The thing is, the characters do look slightly different.
0: Oh, do they do? For they, uh, this levels. was
1: new. They from the beta. They actually, they're. It's subtle though. Um, is interesting because I'm sure it took an extreme amount of work for yeah. all fifteen characters. Right. Uh, but they're like, for example. My my main dude is Gizmo, mm. um, and, like, I upgraded him to two stars, and so he now has, like, this weird crown thing.
0: Oh, on. okay. I thought he always had a crown thing. No. I don't know. Need more um, of that. Um, I do having... Well, speaking of the art, though, like, this game, really pretty. It definitely evokes that, like, I mentioned this earlier, that Super Nintendo Zelda thing. Like, the sword slashes, they're super, like... Perfect. Awesome, like retro, like sword slash. And it looks great. Like, all the effects like, look really good. All of them are happening the Sparkles. At the same time. It's it's really like I'm playing like Zelda again or playing a Final Fantasy game. Like they did a really great job. The animations are really cool. The music is um, really good. The music too. is really good. Just just it's a really really polished solid piece of work. No, it's, it doesn't it's, slow it, down but I, more than more than the others. The UI you know, menus look I, really good. The font choice is pretty awesome. Now I've I I am a font stickler and I like the font they picked.
1: If only those. there was like. Pixelated Arial rounded in there, uh, <laughs> then... then I wouldn't
0: be saying good things about it. Yeah, or maybe it'd be like we a wouldn't really... even do an episode on it. I would just, I'd just be like, Nah, no, Kevin, the, the font. Like, oh, the what NimbleQuest? I've never heard of that. What is that? I don't. Did do they use Arial? Oh yeah, I don't know anything about this. Guy. Um, I want to mention the Everyplay thing. We kind of glossed oh, yeah. over this briefly. So Everyplay uh, is a company along with their competitor Camcord, K A M K O R D. These guys both um, do uh, plugins for games that let you share gameplay. Um, so, so the way that basically works is that, at least with Everyplay, it's recording kind of in the background, and they use some iOS 5, iOS 6 uh, stuff to basically dump dump the display to memory. Um, and then as you finish a round, you can say share to Everyplay, and then it goes onto the Everyplay website, which is kind of a similar sort of like youtube feed, and you can see like, oh, so-and-so, like Kevin's latest round on sewers. And you can see his whole round and watch it. And it's pretty pretty nifty. And the frame yeah. rate is not quite like 30, 60 frames. I think it might be like 15 or 10 frames per second. But it's good enough for you to get a feel for the action. Right, You can totally like learn some strategies. Yeah. And you can also take that and share it to YouTube as well, which is really brilliant. Because up to this point, there hasn't really been an easy way for mm. players to share content on YouTube. Um, uh, and we've seen people do this with PC games all the time, right? You load up Fraps or load up uh, any of the other kind of video dumping tools, and you can quickly export, you know, here's my latest Call of Duty round, look at this, I got seven headshots in three seconds. Um, so anyway, I think it's cool that play is letting people do that now um, as, a, as a game developer. I'm curious to see how much of an impact this is going to have for virality for games. I think it really comes down to how well you market those videos that people are posting. Mm-hmm. Um, And there's also this issue of of kind of like editing because if it's a three minute round and this it, like again like it doesn't work for every game like if you're playing some kind of really, really slow board game I really don't want to watch a 15 minute video. Of it's you, right. Like, That's the problem. Carcass That's why on. you have
1: things like Vine. Um, yeah. Where it's like a very 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 short like GIF animation style. Exactly. And I think that, you know, weird to say but I feel like color actually pioneered this the short video clip, like they were the first to do, I mean, whoever used it, but I mean, they were the first to short, to pioneer the short video clip, but really people love pictures. Yeah. And I think the only people will ever click on a video link, if A, they're in the mood for watching long videos or B, they know it's going to be, uh, 15 seconds or less of awesome and potentially hopefully not have sound. Yeah. Um, so that's what I wonder about virality is it's it's almost like virality among Hardcore players.
0: I think so. Well, and you know the thing is, like one of the videos that was really, 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 really popular for Tower Madness was like we had this one level. Uh, I think it was called Micro, where it was just super duper mega hard. And so the the people that would post videos, they were just like impressive skill videos of these guys. Like I mean, their APM was like a hundred. Like they're just tapping all over the screen just to manage this level. Um, and that was that was like very successful. Um, and I think it's going to be a similar thing. Like every play is going to be used for a whole lot of really boring, really mundane videos of people trying it out. And there's going to be that like 1% of videos that are going to be just really cool.
1: Surfacing those is the challenge.
0: Yeah. And I leave that to every play. Like, I don't know how that's going to happen. Do you maybe only see your friends videos? Do you, do they curate it somehow? Maybe the YouTube feeds are going to handle that. Don't know, open question, but still this tech is neat. Now, the, there's a couple of downsides to it. Yeah. One of them is that if you go into the options menu, so by default in NimbleQuest, recording is on. So I no think, matter what you do. I think
1: there was a question to ask if you want to turn it on. I don't remember But that. whatever it is, it was on by default. For yeah,
0: me. so so as you're playing, it is recording video. And 99.9% of the time, you are not going to post that round to the internets. But it is burning battery, it is using up memory, it is using little processor cycles. Unless you go into the options and you turn it off, but then you're kind of screwed if you do that because what if I have it off and then I do something amazing and right. now I don't have the video? The so not the a battery issue
1: was big for me. Yeah, like I, I was I was noticeable. I was like, wow, like I'm not sharing video or anything, but like if I play this game for two hours, really gets hot. Really I'm like, runs through. Uh, my battery's gone. Um, and so I then figured that out that, oh right well of course it must be recording all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know not I don't think it's an issue for NimbleQuest and it's certainly not showing up in the reviews but in terms of as a developer like I'm not going to integrate every play because
0: um, it's going to nuke battery I don't know what it's going to and also I'm curious if like so uh, NimbleQuest is not exactly like a high performance game Right. Uh, what if it's on Zombie Gunship,
1: which that's is already draining a lot of battery? You know? Yeah, that, will, it, will even it even do, work? Will it right. hurt the
0: frame rate of the game? Because if you hurt player experience to like have this replay thing, they were going to do like one percent of the time. Uh, the only not, thing that would be sense.
1: really compelling for the more technical crews, or they could provide an API, is to do replays. Essentially, that are you know you basically you're you're recording. In memory, like the minimal set of data, you know, basically, like you have replays in Tower Madness. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's not easy to do for most people, but then you could sort of replay it off screen. Yeah. In a camcorder. Into or something, something to record it there, and then you know, or every play buffer, and just all at once gobble up a lot of CPU. and Sure. A lot of, and um, yeah,
0: that would be that would be great. That would be, and then you have to really design your engine around that. So yeah, you've got to be able. You know, I mean, because it's
1: replay. one thing to like rewind like a few seconds or yeah. a few like a minute, but yeah, like. Yeah. Fifteen minutes or something. Mm-hmm. Yikes! I don't know right. what, how you guys did that for Tower Menace. Uh,
0: it was uh, it was clever. Input recording. It was input recording. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Shh. Which is not possible for a game with accelerometer. Trade secret.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually got the inspiration for that from uh, Blizzard. That's how they do it in uh, Warcraft and stuff too. That's insane. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's that's basically yeah, all I have to say about Numbal Quest. I I really I I'm still playing the game. I do enjoy it.
1: Um, right, I do actually like. I do not. I did not need. To, I continued to play it after I was like, okay, I I, I know what I need to know to re- to record this episode yeah. in a responsible fashion. Right. And I still play it. It's still like that, you know, um, you know. Okay, the wife is off getting tea <laughs> or something. Like, okay, I'll just pop out and give a Nimble Quest. But yeah. it's not perfect for that because it takes a little bit too long sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's almost there. I feel like it's not like a loss at all. I feel like that it, I hope that they don't just leave it there. Yeah. Because um, I think there's some, some minor changes. Some
0: hacks could totally, a uh, couple weekend hack sessions could really yeah. make a difference here. Um, that's about it. I want to mention one more thing. I've been playing a game called Kentucky Route Zero. I don't remember if I've mentioned it on the show before. It is an IGF game. They, I don't know if they actually end up winning a lot of awards. They were nominated for a whole lot of awards. Really, just really, really awesome adventure game. If you liked stuff like Sword and Sorcery or any other, like, you know, Space Quest and all those, like, basically side-scrolling, really cool art style, really nice writing, very unique gameplay where you kind of choose the story yourself. Like, you're sometimes you're in dialogue with two different people and you control both of their dialogues or what you say shapes the story. Really neat, really awesome game. Very, very moody, very atmospheric. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero available for PC and Mac. Steam, um, love it. Yeah, it's just a Steam game. You can also buy it direct from the developers, but um, yeah, indie game, small team, really cool.
1: Oh, we should totally mention uh? for
0: NimbleQuest. Uh? uh
1: they're on Greenlight. Oh and they're yeah, trying to yeah. get on
0: Steam. That's right. If you like it, help them out.
1: Yeah, go vote yes. It's like there's a lot of people on Steam who like are so passionate about getting their you know Greenlight games on Steam that they go and they vote no on everything else. Oh, that's not so bad. that like you know because there's a it's a it's rate limited. How many games get on get. Uh, promoted yeah so it's it's not like just a matter of time before nimble Quest is going to be on
0: steam it's like you can go out there give them a click so let me ask you a question kevin do you ever go on your itunes ratings and vote no for the reviews that are not positive about your game no not anymore <laughs> i mean it's not worth your time but it's only if like is there a is there a, i don't know i've heard of i've heard stories of people like they hire teams of people to like with oh, itunes sure. accounts to just go in and basically push down all the bad reviews and push up all the good ones I mean, iTunes
1: reviews are not that effective at deterring downloads, point in case, temple jump. Um, <laughs> so it's not that important. It's more, to me, if I ever did it, it was out of principle. Um, you know, like, if someone said that there was, like, that sometimes people will say that Zombie Highway is, like, oh, IP, like, pay to win, and I'm like... Everyone can unlock every gun for free. Like this, this review is factually like paid to not have to spend all day playing the game. You know, like uh, like only losers who like don't have jobs should be able to like get all the weapons in one day, not so, someone. So who, in other who words,
0: if the, if the review makes you angry, then you voted
1: talk. Only in principle. In other words, if they're like, "This game isn't fun. It sucks," or "This game crashes," or whatever, like. Or I'm my like, favorite, oh. are
0: just great game, one star. Hmm? The best is just great. Oh game
1: yeah, one no, star. I want. I I would I would. <laughs> is that review helpful? Yes, like. <laughs> more likely to catch someone's attention like one star what and it's like great game they're like what i have to download this now (laughs) that has never happened good stuff all right
0: well that's all we got for this week thanks for joining us and this has been week 24 Wild garden weekly adios